this is WTM. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. I ain't drinking up. First, you gotta do the Trump shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. WTM. Watch this movie. Welcome back to WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. My safe word is keep going. Joining me once again, fresh off his crushing defeat in our Oscar picks, Brett. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. Fucking idiot! Fucking idiot! Fucking idiot! Fucking idiot! Fucking idiot! Crushing defeat. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I should have picked Renee <laughs> Then we would have tied. Yeah, we both got a lot wrong. <laughs> I think I got what were there? Twenty four. I think it was thirteen out of twenty four. Yeah, that you was were fourteen. So it was close, but we both were way off. Parasite exceeded our expectations. Well, I didn't know that uh, the Academy was going to try to make up for all the diversity complaints in one (laughs) night by giving Parasite every award. (laughs) I know we didn't nominate a lot of uh, minority candidates, but uh, we'll pick the one that we did for everything. Yeah, that was... uh... Quite the uh, landmark victory for Parasite. First foreign language film ever to win the big prize. People were really excited about that. Like, I, I mean, it was a uh, pretty good movie. I didn't think it was the best picture. Yeah, I didn't think it was the best picture either, but I did like it quite a bit. I mean, I wish Once Upon a Time would have won. Yeah. But I guess I do kind of like what it means for the future in that there might be some good foreign films that actually have a chance at winning top prize they're international features (laughs) did they change that to be less offensive or because they had some foreign uh films from foreign countries that had english English language language that wanted to get i believe that's why how come uh, 1917 wasn't nominated for best (laughs) international feature I i guess i haven't looked into the reasoning all that much this was the first year of International feature category instead of foreign the, language. I guess the UK doesn't count as international. Yeah. Or was it produced by an American company? Is that why? No idea. But, I mean, in the past, any time a foreign language film is nominated for Best Picture, you knew it wasn't going to win. I was hoping that they'd uh, pick a different winner for international feature just to swerve everybody. <laughs> yeah. Because... <laughs> Because obviously if you're nominated for Best Picture and you're nominated for Best International Picture and none of the other international pictures are nominated for Best Picture, mm-hmm. it's kind of a dead giveaway that you're the Best International Picture. Yeah. How about that opening number with all the dancers dressed like the movies that should have been nominated? <laughs> movies that you think should have been nominated. Us and Midsummer. <laughs> 
Janelle Monae said that we're we're celebrating female directors. Uh, obviously, she did not get the memo that we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> she made some people uncomfortable, I think, uh, when she went on to the, the audience. Just rolling around on the ground. <laughs> Is that because she had the Midsummer uh, May Queen thing on? Yeah, so, what is possibly. the main queen? I forget. <laughs> I should know that was like my number three favorite <laughs> movie of the year. Yeah. I should rewatch that. That was a good one. Well, I guess I should ask you, how much did you enjoy or not enjoy your first Oscars from beginning to end? I will concede that it was one of the more boring Oscars I've seen. I mean... Uh... Having uh, stakes and who wins definitely mm-hmm. helps, <laughs> which is uh, why we both enjoyed Uncut Gems so much, mm-hmm. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I kind of zoned out during a lot of the speeches. Uh, yeah. And then uh, if you were following me on Twitter, you knew that uh, I had a little problem with uh, my friend Papa John's, formerly <laughs> Papa John's, Papa John's. <laughs> I did get two free pizzas out of the deal, though. So, uh, well, there you go. That's uh, I needed thirty-eight more so that I can inspect the quality over the next thirty <laughs> days. How long did you actually have to wait for your pizza from when you ordered it? It was two hours and five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered at six, like six twenty-five, I think, and I got it at uh, at eight thirty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fucking cold because it was sitting out for an hour and 20 minutes yeah that's too bad you gotta reheat that in your oven why well, i, I should have refused it <laughs> i should have just said no i'm not accepting this because i paid cash oh yeah that makes sense i guess oh uh, well, uh joaquin he had a uh, i guess it was a speech you could call it it was uh <laughs> something else about the artificial inseminating cows and stealing their babies and their milk. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what he was talking about. I did like how he ended the speech, being self-deprecating and talking about how he has a lot of faults and all the second chances type stuff. But he veered way too far off course. In the beginning and middle of that speech. For I don't even know what the end was because I was <laughs> trying to figure out what the middle was. <laughs> yeah. I got stuck. Yeah. Yeah. A bit of a bit of a blowhard up there. It was kind of like the exact thing Ricky Gervais was talking about. <laughs> and I agree with. They needed a wrap it up box for Renee Zellweger. <laughs> <laughs> At least she was just thanking people. Well, she would act like she was wrapping it up, and then she would uh, just keep going. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank this guy, and uh, thank you all, and then then these people here, and just did not end. She might still be talking. <laughs> they brought up the uh, white guilt, supposedly the Academy, and them giving the Parasite the, the big awards. People talk about Oscars so white and the voting population for the Academy mm-hmm. is so white. Although in recent years, pretty much all they've done is infuse people of color and minorities 
yeah. into its base. And I think the latest statistic I saw was it's down to 82% white. Yeah, I think uh, I saw, was it maybe five years ago, it was like 8% non-white, and they doubled it. So yeah, something like, like now that. Now it's like 16% non-white. Mm-hmm. And, and people are still mad at that. It's not enough. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's, because well, what's the, whites probably make up, what, 70, I don't know, low 70s? The U.S. population, something like that. So they probably want everything exact. I think it might even be less than that. But in terms of the winners, it's a it's a toss up now. I mean, people got mad at Green Book winning last year. It's you know it's the old white vote, but they didn't give the Best Picture award to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this year, the Hollywood movie. Yeah, bunch of white people in it. They didn't give it to La La Land. They gave it to fucking Moonlight. <laughs> Which is a story about gay a gay African American throughout his life. Yeah. So I don't want to hear about them being very predictable in their awards now. I think that's what threw me off. I thought that they gave it to La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> Warren Beatty did, but if the I, Academy didn't. If I had remembered that correctly, <laughs> then maybe I would have had a better guess. Yeah. And Shape of Water was after Moonlight. Oh, God. What a, <laughs> what a terrible movie. The Shape of Water. <laughs> so. I think I was thinking more of that because that's fucking old Hollywood, too. Yeah. But it also is a fishman love story. Yeah. I mean, Green Book was a period piece and it was a, you call it a white savior story if you want to. And it was showbiz. Yeah, it was showbiz. It was a was biopic. It? <laughs> biopic. <laughs> Checks all the boxes. Yeah. They also gave uh, almost back-to-back, well, almost back-to-back wins for Mahershala Ali. Yeah. For Best Supporting Actor. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it is going to be much harder to predict these these days. Five years ago, there wasn't many surprises. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely changing, which I think makes it you know more exciting. I don't know. I think what makes it more exciting is betting on the results. (laughs) (laughs) If we didn't have a contest, I wouldn't have given a shit. Yeah. But I think this is where 10 years ago, I think we would have gotten about four or five more awards correct. We would have picked the right winners. Probably. Who saw Ford versus Ferrari winning two Oscars? (laughs) The sound mixing and sound editing always uh, throw me for a loop. I don't know what the difference is. Yeah, I forget. But uh, yeah, another Oscars in the can. Now we can get to the good movies. <laughs> yeah, so we saw so many. <laughs> so many good movie, new good movies out these days. I've been going every weekend. <laughs> I, I, had, uh, I went on Monday. It was the first time uh, that I've been all by myself in the theater on an opening weekend. <laughs> Albeit it was on President's Day, but... Still, it should be more. The joke was on me because it snowed while I was in the movie. Mm. I won't talk about that movie anyways. We're talking about other movies. That we are. We're going to talk about two each. Yeah, let's, let's get on with our recently seen. 
What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? Why don't you start first? I'll go first. I saw... This is what it was known as originally, and it may be known as something different at the theaters now. (laughs) Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. I thought you were going to say Edge of Tomorrow. Live, die, repeat. A.K.A. (laughs) Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. Because obviously that's why it did not do well at the box office. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Edge of Tomorrow was the last movie where they changed the title. I'm not sure why. But they didn't change it it, while it was in theaters, did they? They changed it when it went to, like, home video and streaming? Possibly. I just remember looking up at IMDb, like, why does it say live, die, repeat? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I saw that movie change until after it was out of theaters. There's a bunch of other movies that have multiple names, but they're not, like, big like studio movies they're like shitty indie flicks or yeah. foreign films or whatever uh so birds of prey was directed by kathy yan and written by christina hodson it stars margot robbie rosie perez mary elizabeth winstead journey smollett bell who i don't know maybe she's related to juicy <laughs> <laughs> Justice for Juicy. Uh Ewan McGregor. She French? <laughs> uh maybe she's her sister. Uh Ella J. Bosco. Uh Chris Messina. That's like the main cast. Uh Synopsis. After splitting with the Joker. Harley Quinn joins superheroes Black Canary, Huntress, and Renee Montoya to save a young girl from an evil crime lord. You know, superhero Renee Montoya. (laughs) She's a 60-year-old Puerto Rican woman who also happens to be a police detective. She talks like Rosie Perez, because she is. (laughs) Uh, Mookie! Birds of prey. I'll preface this by saying I liked Suicide Squad. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty darn good. Not like amazing good, but I r- really uh, had no problems with it. Uh, it was funny. It was entertaining. I liked the music choices. Mm. It was good. Uh, in that movie, the Harley Quinn character is used kind of as like eye candy and com- comic relief, and so like you get kind of the best, in my opinion, the best of her character. They kind of hide her character's weaknesses. They, you know, they just kind of get her little one-liners in there and her little cracks and jokes and stuff, and then they move on to somebody else. So you can't linger on. Uh, some of the more uh, annoying things about her character. (laughs) In Birds of Prey, you can't hide from them. You can't hide from her. She narrates the entire movie in that fucking Brooklyn accent. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it... I was just going to say, like, Wolf of Wall Street, but you haven't seen it. I haven't seen that one She has a 
God, what do they call it? The Duchess of uh, Long Island or something like that. I don't know. She has a thick New York accent. I assume it's less annoying. Forget which borough, but. So anyways, they kind of do a, a quick uh, run through of how she's broken up with the Joker and, you know, nobody believes her and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then once she kind of outs herself as being on her own, everybody wants to kill her. Yeah, and I can kind of see why. She's not, you know, the most likable character, I would say. <laughs> and it's weird because she seems to be a villain, but she's supposed to be the protagonist as well. So, mm. like, I don't know. But what else can I say about this movie? Um, <laughs> so she's she's kind of depressed and down after splitting up with the Joker. Uh, and so you get a lot of that for probably like the first third of the movie uh, before she starts kind of going into uh, self-preservation mode with people coming at her to try to take her out. Um, as she tells the story, there's a few times where she uh, gets to a scene where she then decides she has to go back and explain how they got to that scene. And I thought that was uh, mostly unnecessary. I could figure out enough of who the people were without her explaining it to death. So uh, that kind of took me out of the movie. Um, overall, I uh, I didn't uh, I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't uh, I didn't think anything was particularly funny or interesting or exciting. The action scenes are. I don't know, pretty generic, I thought. Yeah. Like, you see them in pretty much every action movie. Uh, I didn't think Ewan McGregor's character was particularly interesting. He's just a, a rich dude, <laughs> is is mostly what his character is. And he's kind of a jerk. The other characters, I didn't, I don't know, I wasn't really interested in, in any of them either. Um, so... I don't know. It wasn't for me. I I read a lot online that it wasn't for it wasn't made for people like me. <laughs> and uh so after seeing it I uh, am tending to agree with that. <laughs> but I also see those same people complaining about people like me not going to the theater to see it. <laughs> so, you know, catch 22 there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Birds of Prey, I will give a WTM last resort. It's a last resort. Well, I was going to talk about the photograph, but I forgot that I haven't talked about Bad Boys for Life yet on the podcast. And how could we miss out on talking about Bad Boys for Life? You are part of the uninitiated, Brett, because you have seen neither Bad Boys or Bad Boys 2. That's correct. Nor Bad Boys for Life, so you're out of the loop. It several times had it on my DVR or my my list of on-demand movies to watch, uh, and I never watch it. <laughs> uh, maybe that's a, probably a summer movie I'll assign to you on recently seen. All right. Came out uh, about a month ago, maybe. Directed by... Oh, should we say Birds of Prey was also 
released yeah. in 2020. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, Bad Boys for Life has two directors, Edel L. Arby and Bilal Falah, starring Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Vanessa Hudgens, Alexander Ludwig, Charles Melton, Paula Nunez, Kate Del Castillo, Nikki Jam, Joe Pantoliano, Teresa Randall, and DJ Khaled. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. Yeah, he was DJ Khaled. Did you, did you see, Actually, he wasn't. He played a character. Did you see his Super Bowl commercial with J-Lo? Uh, I think so. Where uh, somebody steals J-Lo's bedazzled mug or whatever the, her cup and she chases them all around Miami and then uh, she pulls they get a motorcycle helmet on and they catch the guy and then she pulls it off and it's her husband Alex Rodriguez Yep. but yep. then Alex Rodriguez is standing over in the corner and then they scooby do it and it's DJ Khaled <laughs> in tremendous shape <laughs> That's why he's. That's why he sells athletic wear <laughs> <laughs> and, and exercise videos. Uh, uh, synopsis: Did DJ Khaled yell, "Listen"? <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> synopsis: Did he say, "We the best"? No, he didn't. What? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I only know his old catchphrases and like, yeah. another one. <laughs> he's playing a an ex con cook, so. <laughs> Didn't have a lot of catchphrases. <laughs> uh, the bad boys, Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett, are back together for one last ride. Not really. In the highly anticipated <laughs> bad boys for life. Spoilers. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, the title is for life. So I assume mm-hmm. <laughs> either they continue it or somebody's going to die. <laughs> uh, both of those points you brought up are brought into question. No spoilers, but <laughs> uh, I was a big fan of Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2 growing up. I always loved the chemistry that Martin Lawrence and Will Smith had. Uh, Martin Lawrence plays more of the straight man to the wild card that Will Smith sort of plays. Hmm. And he's a rich playboy type. He's a multimillionaire. He's a cop because he, you know. Something to do. Yeah, something to do. He wants to serve a purpose you know that's that martin lawrence martin lawrence that's will smith oh okay what you say, martin, martin lawrence is the family man martin lawrence seems based on the trailer he seems like he needs the job mm-hmm. yeah he's, he's the family man and uh, will smith is the rich playboy who can't settle down but uh yeah thought the first maybe five minutes or so kind of seemed forced then again might just been because it's been let's see 17, 18 years since the last one. So it was kind of, I don't know, it's kind of weird seeing them together again. But I thought it smoothed out after uh, the intro. Michael Bay famously directed the first two, and he makes a cameo in the beginning, <laughs> which was, uh, I was like, is that fucking Michael Bay? Because he doesn't did it, did really his, ever go in front of camera usually. Did his company produce it? I wouldn't be surprised since he, I don't know. I'll tell you what, though, the the directors definitely took tips from Michael Bay because they (laughs) kept a lot of the same camera angles, a lot of rotating, like circular camera angles rotating around. 
Smith and Lawrence. It seems like there's a, there's a few movies recently that Michael Bay produced but didn't direct, but they look like he directed them. Mm-hmm. A lot of low angle shots showing the Miami sky. A lot, a lot of hero, <laughs> a lot of hero shots with the circling the yeah. Uh, so yeah, because I can't remember the trailer that much, so I'm not sure how much the trailer says about the plot. So since I don't want to spoil this, you know, cinematic achievement known as Bad Boys for Life, I'll just say that uh, yeah, the Bad Boys there's there's some uh, some adversity. There's adversity they have to overcome, but, you know, the bad boys might even be over before they get started. Oh, no. Regardless of a fourth movie, which I think they've already, they already it's already been it. confirmed. They, they have announced it, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you don't really know what capacity the bad boys are going to continue, even from early on in the film. You're wondering, mm. how, how are the bad boys going to be bad boys? <laughs> well, I heard they're going to be good men. <laughs> good men. <laughs> what? I heard, I heard they're gonna stop being bad boys and start know, being good men. Was that what you did? You have a tweet about that? I was trying to remember. No, that was in the trailer. Oh, okay. I thought you had like <laughs> was that not did it the, as a joke before? Because I've heard you say that. Is that not in the movie? I don't know. It's in the trailer before they bust in that guy's apartment, and he's gonna he's gonna touch his heart with his warm words. Oh, okay. Yeah, you might have said it there then. <laughs> yeah, the villain in question is assassinating people friends of theirs other people in the law enforcement industry like it's something to do informants people are dying in miami left and right and they gotta find this cold-hearted killer Hmm. i'll leave it at that uh overall i thought it was uh, entertaining funny they still have good chemistry Um, action was pretty good that it picked up uh later on in the film it was just a fun popcorn movie, especially if you've uh, been fans of the franchise. I would definitely recommend you see it. I will give it an eventually. Eventually. All right. Eventually for life. <laughs> they stole that from the NWO. <laughs> uh, I saw a movie. I am DB's is 2019, but it didn't get released to theaters till 2020. It's called The Last Full Measure. Mm. It's uh, written and directed by Todd Robinson. Listen to this cast. Diane Ladd, Samuel L. Jackson, Christopher Plummer, Sebastian Stan, Bradley Whitford, Ed Harris, Peter Fonda, Linus Roach, Jeremy Irvine, Michael Imperioli, William Hurt, Allison Sudol, Amy Madigan, Robert Pine. I think I ran out of people that I recognize. Hmm. Anyways, synopsis. 34 years after his death, Airman William H. Pittsburgh Jr., a.k.a. Pitts, is awarded the nation's highest military honor for his actions on the battlefield. Now... Did you hear about this at all other than from me? Nope. I think I saw the trailer maybe once last fall. And uh, I don't know why this didn't get more marketing behind it. Because it's a heck of a movie with a fantastic supporting cast. 
Like it's chock full of people who have been nominated for Oscars, people who have won Oscars. Uh, and I don't know. I was surprised that, you know, how good it was compared to how much marketing it got behind it. Um, the story is uh, is really solid. It's uh, so it, it's from the perspective of a uh, a member of the Department of Justice who is investigating this request to upgrade Pitts's uh, recognition to the Medal of Honor, mm-hmm. and so he goes and interviews all the people that were involved in the in the battle where uh, Pittsburgher died. And then there's there's flashbacks throughout to the uh, the combat, and uh, all the older versions of the soldiers that he interviews are, you know, Samuel Jackson, Ed Harris, uh, William Hurt, Peter Fonda, Christopher Plummer plays Pittsburgher's dad. It's Peter Fonda's last role, correct? It, it, one of them. It was. So I uh, can look it up while you're talking. It was dedicated to him in the in the end credits. Okay. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, the story is great. It's, uh, it's one of those, uh, tear jerkers where you have your, your eyes watering at the end. It gets a little bit melodramatic at times, but I thought the, uh, the acting was, uh, good enough to overcome some of those more cheesy bits. Um, and then the, I guess the story was great too. Um, so. Hopefully when this gets out there on streaming or DVD, uh, people will start uh, catching on to it, because I I would recommend it uh, the last full measure eventually. All right. Eventually. And it is his last uh, listed credit on here. Nothing in the future, so nothing coming out. All right, we're going to get to the movie challenge section of the show. Last recently seen episode, Brett challenged me to watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, you, Pretty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, we love you. And our Pretty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang loves us too. Hi, Tuff. Everywhere we go on Chitty Chitty Weedy Pan. Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, our Piper Tender Pan. Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, our fine for Bandard. Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Bang Bang, yeah! Chitty! Perfect. <laughs> that was basically what an homage. <laughs> that was like all of my knowledge of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang <laughs> up until that and like Family Guy ago. parodies. Yeah, only I didn't know like the songs sung yeah. in there were from. All right, I think it was the same way because I just watched it for the first time uh, like a year or so ago, and I'm like, oh, I really recognize all these songs. There was a episode of Family Guy called Chitty Chitty Death Bang. Mm. And I did know, I guess, growing up that there was a movie about a car called Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That's all I knew about it. Yeah, I, I think I knew it was about a flying car. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know any specifics. Yeah. Well, I will give my quick review here, and then we'll kind of wrap up the show, and then we'll get into spoilers for a film from what 19 I think it was 68 67 maybe 68 So Chitty Chitty Bang Bang 
directed by Ken Hughes, off of a novel by Ian Fleming. From the book, motherfucker, from the book. <laughs> so as soon as you've seen Wolf of Wall Street, you look at that one too. Um, starring Dick Van Dyke, Sally Ann Howes, Lionel Jeffries, Benny Hill, Gert Frobe, Anna Quayle, James Robertson, Robert Heltman, Heather Ripley. She played Jemima, and I was like, Jemima? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was an interesting name for a British character. <laughs> Desmond Llewellyn is in here. Synopsis. A down-on-his-luck inventor turns a broken-down Grand Prix car into a fancy vehicle for his children. And then they go off on a magical fantasy adventure to save their grandfather and a far-off land. Yeah. So this film, highly entertaining, I thought. I thought if, if I would have seen this as a kid, I would have loved it. Probably would have been up there with Willy Wonka and Wizard of Oz and kind of like the musicals you see as kids, I guess. Yeah. I, I can see why it's uh, considered a classic, why people... Loved it. Mm-hmm. Some good, good old fashioned family laughs to be had. I'm actually surprised how how funny it is. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, a goofy character. Some great stuff in there. We got Benny Hill in there. How'd you, you like the uh, the junk man? They came to buy the car at the beginning, and they said, "No, you can't do that. You can't throw it in the furnace and melt it down. That's murder." And he says something like, uh, "If you don't get out of the, out of my, he's like, that's right. And if you don't get out of my way, I'll have two more bodies on my hands." <laughs> <laughs> he says that to children. Yeah, children in danger is the main theme of this movie, <laughs> complete with a child catcher. <laughs> it's basically just an updated Gestapo. It's yeah, <laughs> it's thinly veiled. <laughs> we can talk about that, about that in the spoilers because yeah. that's more of the second half of the movie. My only complaint about the film is that it is two hours and 24 minutes. It really takes its time, too. Like yeah. They, <laughs> like, like, they don't get to the car till at least an hour. Like, they don't acquire the car for at least an hour. Mm-hmm. And then it probably takes them another half hour or so to actually get into the magical story of the car. Yeah. There was a couple of songs in the middle that that kind of dragged, like, when she's... The romantic interest is singing about Dick Van Dyke, and yeah. it's kind of like, ah, let's let's come on, we got a flying car here, let's let's get her going. Then the the kids sing about her her name. <laughs> you remember what her name was? Truly uh, scrumptious. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's an Ian Fleming name if I've ever heard. Of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's no Sylvia Trench or Pussy Galore, <laughs> but. But there's there's uh, the two kids sing a song about how she's truly scrumptious, whether that's her name or not. <laughs> yeah, I like the uh, really like the old bamboo song. Yeah, it was quite a bit of fun. Good dancing in here. Dick Van Dyke, just a jack of all trades. He invented everything: vacuum cleaners, <laughs> television, moving pictures. <laughs> Although there already kind of was toot uh, sweets moving pictures all the way back in what eighteen ninety two I believe. But he was he was inventing uh, like a television wireless, so like yeah. TV transmission. Mm-hmm. 
like antenna TV. And uh, so, yeah, a lot of fun for the whole family to be had. I would give it a soonish, but that 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 length of time is it got a bit trying at times. But <laughs> there isn't an intermission in that. <laughs> yeah, which is not very long. It's only like two minutes on the on the DVD. Yeah. So I will give it an eventually. Eventually. And our pretty cheaty baby. <laughs> I yeah. know I know I uh, rated it on the show when I watched it. I think I did. But I can't remember if I give it an eventually or a soonish. Mm. I guess the listeners will have to go do some research. Yeah. <laughs> and let us know. <laughs> what did I rate it like a year and a half ago? Uh, yeah, that Jim Carrey Ace Ventura clip is from Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. And it's when he's uh, first he gets to, uh, I forget the name of country that they go to in Africa, but. Yeah. And uh, they're on the road, and uh, the guy with him is giving him directions to the consulate, and he's like, oh, it's just on the other side of those trees. So he just immediately turns off-road into the grass and then into the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fastest way to get there. <laughs> yeah. As the crow flies, as they say. Is that when he uh, lands in the parking spot and comes out and says, like a glove? <laughs> yeah. That was the... Uh, I think that was the second time he did that. <laughs> well, I, actually, he, I think he does it twice. He says it there, and there's another time where he kind of flips it into the spot upside down, <laughs> and he kind of falls out of it. Goes like a glove. <laughs> but I was telling you all the stuff I remembered from that movie, and I I named a bunch of stuff because I didn't think I'd remember that much. But uh, one thing that I do remember that I didn't mention is the rhino scene. Yeah. Which uh fantastic scene. Kind of kind of goes back to uh the Brothers Grimsby. <laughs> from the last movie I challenged you to watch. Yeah, a little bit. It's very similar <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> so yeah, now we come to the actual movie challenge. This is a challenge. For the next recently seen episode, I challenge you to watch You Only Live Twice. We're skipping a Bond movie. You Only Live Twice? That doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. You Only Live Twice, Brett. I, I, well, You'll get it once you see the movie. The intro is fantastic. I've, I, I'm like one of them robots that can't <laughs> process illogical commands. You only live twice. Makes no sense. Well, when there's no time to die. (laughs) (laughs) There's no time to die, but you can sing the song at the In Memoriam. (laughs) That's a little uh, distasteful. (laughs) thought that was a little offensive. Yeah, I'm going to skip Thunderball for now. I'm going to put that on the back burner. Um, I think Thunderball is what the first Austin Powers parodies most. Okay. But there's also a lot from You Only Live Twice. Both involve Spectre, although You Only Live Twice is the first time you actually see Blofeld's face. Okay. And then um, Blofeld is in Honor Majesty's Secret Service, the next one. And then again in Diamonds Are Forever, and they're played by three separate actors. That's always, you know, good. Mm-hmm. So you get... Not confusing whatsoever. Donald Pleasance in this one. 
Telly Savalas in Honor Majesty's Secret Service and Charles Gray in Diamonds Are Forever. And you'll see Charles Gray in You Only Live Twice as a contact for Bond. You'll know it's him because he's the most British-sounding guy in the movie. Maybe that you've ever heard. I don't know if I could recognize I don't know if I know Charles Gray from anything. But he is the most... <laughs> Like the most posh British voice you've ever heard. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, All right. Yeah, a lot of iconic things from this film. One of my favorite Bond songs, if not my favorite Bond song. It's up there. It's probably, it's at least top three for me by Nancy Sinatra. Oh, Nancy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know These Boots Are Made for Walking was a Bond song. <laughs> yeah. Almost. Um <laughs> Yeah, so because I, I think I'm going to give you that one, and then Honor, Maj- Honor Majesty's Secret Service, and then I'm going to skip to the Craigs to get you ready for No Time to Die. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, yeah. Then uh, I'll give you quite a break. You know that comes out in April, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have much time. Yeah. Well, I think it's April. It's around. It's around April 20th, I think, in the states, or April 16th, or something. So, but it'll be yeah. in the theaters for about a month, so. I think it's the 14th. Maybe by the end of April, you'll have seen Spectre. We shall see. Maybe. But maybe I don't want to go see James Bond on the third or fourth weekend. <laughs> but you'll see it by yourself? Well, uh, maybe there's other movies that are out later in the month that I want to see <laughs> before that. Yeah, I suppose. I only get three a week. Mm-hmm. I yep. got to budget them when there's more than one uh, or two good movies out in a weekend. Yeah. Or not necessarily good movies, but movies, period. Well, a lot of the big movies will wait until Memorial Day. So you probably have watched it before then. What what was it? Was it Fantasy Island? I saw a movie. It must have been Fantasy Island. Uh, I think they had seven trailers before it, and four of them were comic book movies. Hmm. They come out in like May or June or July. Okay. All right. Well, that's a problem for later. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Kind of going to wrap up the show here, and then we'll get into more discussion on Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. You can reach out to us. You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie or bread at positivelywolf1. Uh, you can check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com and please rate and review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. If you want to help out the show a little more, maybe get some of our lovely merch, where can they go to get that, Brett? Go to teespring.com slash stores slash wtmwatchthismovie. That link is also in both of our Twitter profiles. So uh, check that out. Indeed. Might have some new stuff on the way. Yeah. Brett's been working. He's been hard at work. Trying to make a a new design. A little more. Trying to make a a recognizable Buffalo Bill. A little more artsy. (laughs) Not too recognizable. We don't want to get into any copyrights. All you got to do is change one little thing and it's not copyright. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, fan art. Yeah. That's protected, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. There we go. So, yeah, the child catcher just... Well, the whole 
village of Vulgaria mm-hmm. is a thinly veiled uh, reference to Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. complete with their uh, German king. Yeah. And uh, they don't um, have any kids around. How about the two spies with their Hitler mustaches? <laughs> <laughs> Being proper gentlemen. English gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> that they were. I had always heard about this child catcher. Yeah. The way it was described, I thought it was like a machine. I don't think I knew about the child catcher until I saw the movie. I don't think I even had even heard of that. Because I always heard it referred to as the, like, the child catcher. So I thought it was some sort of a contraption that people <laughs> were driving around. It would, like, suck up kids or something. He's like the dog catcher, but he catches children. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> those nets. And then uh, there's a, Benny Hill is a toy maker in a country without children. Mm-hmm. Because the king is so childlike. That uh, that scene where the child catcher came to inspect his shop was just like Inglorious Bastards, huh? <laughs> a little bit. Good thing they, uh, Dick Van Dyke and Truly Scrumptious and the two kids pretended to be Jack, <coughs> Jack in the Boxes. Yeah, that was fun. I really liked that song that the King was singing about how much he quote unquote loves his wife. <laughs> That scene was hilarious. <laughs> Trying to kill her at, at every turn, basically. He tried to be sneaky with it, too. I liked when he pulled the trap door on her, and then she comes in through the, <laughs> through the door again. Like, nothing happened. So it was just like, so he doesn't like women? Like, he's gay? Or because he's a kid? And kids can't be bothered with romance and whatnot? They just, he just wants to be I a think kid? He, play. I think his wife is just a bitch. <laughs> She's always nagging him and bitching about children and poking. Like, go make that flying car fly. I'm coming with. I liked when they launched her into the ocean. (laughs) That was pretty hilarious. Yeah, the grandpa was pretty funny. Yeah, the grandpa going to the fucking outhouse. He's just, he's going on his his mental vacations. Mm Mm-hmm. Quick to India to have tea with the Maharaja. <laughs> what do you think about Dick Van Dyke's accent or lack thereof when his father and children are clearly very British? I guess it's like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> Everyone's with a British accent except for Kevin Costner. I think I think they told uh, Dick Van Dyke Specifically, not to do an accent because they saw Mary Poppins. Like, mm, no thanks. Nah, you're gonna be singing a lot anyways. You don't need it. People don't have the accents when they're singing, <laughs> except for Grandpa. <laughs> P O S H Posh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's always announcing when he's going to go take a shit. <laughs> I'm going to Africa. Don't wait up. <laughs> Go to the outhouse to take a big dump. Oh, I don't even know. I, I think you would have you. invented a bathroom in the house. <laughs> Didn't they have indoor plumbing in the? I mean, the, this must have been in the 
the 1940s I don't at know. least yeah cuz that car was from like the no like the 0708 1907 19s or something like that or um yeah the cars were from like late aughts well how old was that car though that they bought cuz it was it it lit on fire in its last race in like 1910 but how long did it stay in the uh the junkyard yeah, I can't remember. I don't think they said, but I don't know. I guess those cars were pretty old. Truly Scrumptious keeps driving in that fucking pond. Yeah, like three or four times. <laughs> well, that road just needs to be wider. What they, are you? they keep on coming around the curve. And <laughs> What are you, the truant officer? <laughs> <laughs> She's never been truant in her life. Like, oh, he just doesn't give a shit that his kids don't go to school. That'll give the other kids a chance to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, they're pretty sweet kids, but still, like, getting into mischief and he just doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care that some stranger is bringing them home in her automobile. After she almost hit them on the road. <laughs> I'm going to almost run over your kids and then make them jump in my car. I did uh, think it was funny that he made a crack about uh, if women are going to drive cars, they should at least know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> or they should at least know how to start them. Mm-hmm. You don't get that in movies anymore. <laughs> Talk about the good old days, Brad? Is that <laughs> Not from the good guys. <laughs> Maybe the villain would say that, but not the protagonist. It all worked out. They... Made millions off their toot sweets. Yep. For dogs. That they did. I did like when the dogs invaded the candy shop or the candy uh, factory. Yeah, it was pretty impressive how they did that to get all those dogs like <laughs> through the windows at the same time. I liked how their dog just had like the. What did he have? Like the red dye or whatever all his face. Mm-hmm. He was eating the red candy. Yep. Just all over. They made quite a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. Maybe uh, Gert Frome. Is that his name? Gert Frobe. Frobe. We talked about him as Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. How much I enjoyed him as Goldfinger. <laughs> totally different character here. Yeah, almost unrecognizable with that mustache. Yeah. He had a lot more energy, too. He looked slimmer in this. You think so? This he, was about three, four years after Goldfinger. He was definitely much more energetic. Mm-hmm. Much, a lot more movement and uh, very song and dance. He had a lot more layers in this one, so. Yeah. Couldn't notice it as much. Yeah, I think we're in agreement. Good stuff, maybe a little bit too long. Yeah. All right. Um, We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why do you want me such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. (laughs) Hey, man, get off my case.